Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola Shokumbi. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance. The Clever Girls Know podcast is a podcast for women, offering a space for conversations around personal finance, business, life, and living. I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast, and you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you love what you listen to, head on over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. I'd also love for you to stop by clevergirlfinance.com. We have new content on the blog multiple times a week. We have over 30 plus free courses. Plus, when you sign up for a course, you can talk to a Clever Girl Finance mentor for free to get encouragement, motivation, or if you just want to have an open, no shame, no judgment girl talk. Finally, check out our YouTube channel. Just search Clever Girl Finance on YouTube. And if you don't already follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Clever Girl Finance. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. Hey, Dorian. Hey, Paula. Welcome back to the Clever Girls Though podcast. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's like my third time here. I feel like <laughs> I'm a regular. Yes. This is home. <laughs> it's your third time on the podcast, and you are the most interviewed guest on the podcast officially. <laughs> but I'm excited to have you here as a friend of Clever Girl Finance. We love you. You just released an incredible new book called How Women of Color Can Make More Money, Have More Impact, and Thrive in the Corporate World. And the main title is called Deeper Than Work. And so we're going to talk about that. But for anyone who's just tuning into the podcast for the first time or who hasn't listened to the episodes where you were featured, I'd love for you to tell everyone who you are and what you do. Sure. I'm an author, coach, and consultant, and I'm basically the woman you call when you're ready to have a career that is overflowing with the power, the impact, and the wealth that you deserve. And so I do that through career development coaching, through leadership coaching, and really strive to help women build those dream careers. I love that. And in your book, Dorian, I mean, you always share career advice. You always share really key tips for other women. But in your book, you talked about experiencing the most harrowing and toxic season of your entire career in 2010. Can you share more about that experience and how it led you to the business that you do today? Like what happened in 2010? Why did you describe it as the most harrowing and the most toxic season of your entire career? It was so important to me in the book to share this experience because I've been doing this work for a long time and people know the successes and the wins, but I think people think that my career has been perfect and it's always been rainbows and butterflies, which that's not the case. And so I really was intentional about sharing that back in 2010, I spent 12 months in a job where I was not appreciated, where my intelligence was questioned, where people mm. talked about me, my manager and, and other coworkers talked about me behind my back and publicly humiliated me in, in many instances. And it all culminated, you know, after being there for 12 months, after not enjoying it, get feeling anxious and all of these things, it culminated with them laying me off. And wow. what was so interesting about that day was that I was at an organization where they laid people off. Like every year they kind of went through and, and did a layoff. And because I was in HR, I was part of that process for my client group. And so they let me work all day, laying people off. It's so emotional and people are crying and all this. And then at four o'clock 
on that day, I get called into the office for my own layoff conversation. So they couldn't oh even God. do it in the morning. They made me go through the whole day and have to deal with that. It was just very telling of the experience of even how that happened, of just how they did not value me. They didn't value my experience, my expertise, or who I was. And that really shaped me. It really triggered me. And it went into a spiral where I spent... 12 months unemployed and I was depressed. I wasn't looking for work. I had internalized the thought that I'm not good enough. I don't know what I'm talking about. I must not be as amazing or as intelligent as I thought I was. And it really, really negatively impacted my career. And thankfully, I was able to come out of that. And I talk about that and go in detail in the book. But that really shaped the way I saw myself, Mm -hmm. the way I saw work. And it really catapulted me into wanting to make sure that other women don't have to go through that. That when you are at a crossroads in your career and you're hearing that, oh, you're getting passed over for promotion or you don't deserve this raise or whatever it is, instead of internalizing that and coming away with the fact that, okay, maybe they're right. Maybe I do suck. Maybe I'm not as good. You instead turn to say, just because you can't see my value, just because you don't understand who it is that you're in the presence of right now, does Mm -hmm. not mean that that's true. And that's really the foundation of my business is the foundation of the work that I do is reminding women exactly who they are, reminding them of the value, the impact and the power that they hold so they can leverage that into their dream career. As devastating and as stressful and depressing and all those things that that experience was at that previous job, the lining, I guess, on the dark cloud was that it helped you get to where you are now. It helped you establish your business. It helped you help other women and drive impact to work against other women having experiences like that. And I think that's really amazing that you are able to use the lessons you learned to help other people. Absolutely. I really am grateful for that experience, as funny as it sounds now. I'm grateful for it because, yes, to your point, it's directly related to where my career is and what I'm able to do today. So you've written this book now, and obviously you're leveraging all your experiences, but not just your experiences, also your expertise, because you are an HR expert. (laughs) You are a career coach. You're a corporate trainer. You're a speaker. This is your business. This is not just, oh, I I quit my job and I found a better job and now I'm going to coach you. You are an expert at this. You have the degrees and the certifications. And in the book, you talk about something called the thriver mentality, which starts with getting your mind right. Please break down the thriver mentality for us. You talked about the subtitle of the book, How Women of Color Can Make More Money, Have More Impact and Thrive in the Corporate World. And I really wanted to dig into that idea of thriving. We say it all the time. It's like a throwaway word, but thriving means to really excel, to really enjoy, to really go all in into the space that you're at. And I think it's important that before we can get to that thriver lifestyle, where having that thriving career, we get our minds aligned with that. That's a step that so many people skip. And so for me, when I'm talking about getting to that thriver mentality, it's about One, coming out of agreement with any lie or any belief that is making you feel like you're inferior or like you're less than. People may have said that directly or maybe situations are making you feel that way. You have to come out of agreement with it. There's a lot of times where we actually agree with it subconsciously. Maybe we won't say it out loud or maybe we say out of our mouths, no, I know I'm better than that. But what do your Mm -hmm. actions say? How are you acting? Is it really that you don't believe that? Or are you really aligning with that line of thinking? The second thing is to really begin to map out 
what you actually want out of your career and not what you think you should want. There are many moments in my career, in my life, and I share some of them in the book where I'm literally doing this because I feel I should, because my parents told me to, because I see my friends doing it. And I think the most freeing part of this journey to getting to thriving in your career is shaking off what other people tell you and getting to the core of what your purpose calling, what your career should be, what you actually want for your goal. And so that has to be part of it. And then finally, getting strategic about the vision, getting strategic about the plan that you have. It's one thing to say, I want to transition into this industry. I want to be an influencer in my organization. I want Mm -hmm. to be in the executive level. But what's the strategy? What's the plan? How are you actually going to make that happen? And so I think doing all of those things helps you to adopt a certain kind of mindset, adopt a certain kind of mentality that's going to take you from survivor mode, you're just surviving, you're just existing into thriver status. I love that. And that is so important. Something that I think it's worth just sitting down, rewinding that part and just giving it some thought (laughs) and thinking through how can I go about implementing this for myself as well? I mean, like right now, not just, oh, I'm going to take some notes and I'll think about it. But what actions can I take right now based on what you said to implement that thriver mentality or thriver mindset in my life right now to positively impact my career? So, Doran, you've also created something called the dream job profile. What is it and how can women leverage it? This is something that still to this day, I guess it was God. I I don't even remember how this all came about, but we talk about the dream job. That's something we hear all the time. Yes. The dream job, dream career. The dream. Yes. I'm going to get my dream job. And it's starting to feel like it's a soulmate. It starts to feel like you're always searching and the stars have to align and you have to find the right kind of opportunity. And there are many women out there who feel like it's just not possible. It's not available to them. And so I wanted to turn this idea of the dream job on its head. And so I came up with this acronym for what a dream job actually is. And it helps to provide a formulaic approach to the dream job so that you can one, realize that it is possible and it's something you can have. And two, it just becomes more flexible when I'm about to outline what it is. And when I do, you'll notice that, oh, wow, I actually could have multiple dream jobs. I've been fortunate to have multiple dream jobs in my career. My clients have dream jobs and it's not as ever searching as when the stars have to align as people may think. Mm-hmm. And so it's an acronym and the D stands for development, which is really understanding what kind of training and growth needs do I have for my career. The R stands for relationships. We spend so much time with the people at work, whether it's virtual, whether it's in person, and we need to like them and they need to like us and we need to have some <laughs> sort of rapport, right? And so what do relationships look like for you at work? The E is for environment. What kind of environment are you needing to thrive in your career. The A is for acknowledgement. We are human beings that need recognition. We want to be recognized for a job well done. And the M is for money. What do you need? What is your goal? What is a compensation plan for you? And when you map that out and know what you need and know what the conditions have to be for you to thrive, you'll realize, wow, I can one, I have a way to evaluate any job opportunities I have against this dream job profile. I also can figure out what I'm missing in my current role. And maybe I can fix that and shift that. And this can become a dream job. Or you can also say, okay, you know what? Now my 
opportunities are opened up, I'm seeing different ways that I can really tap into this. It is a very freeing exercise to go through to understand that you are in control of what the ideal career looks like and that you actually can have multiple opportunities to have a career that you're in love with. I have to say, I love the idea of this dream job profile because a lot of times people end up focusing on just one or two or three aspects of this, but you actually highlight it's important to look at all of them. So for those of you who are like, okay, what were the points that she just said? So D was for development, R was for relationships, the people we work with really tie into how successful we are at our careers. E is for the environment, the place that we work, the vibes, the feelings, even our desk. Is there a window? <laughs> those simple, basic things. I remember when I was working full-time, one of my jobs and we were in the middle, I sat in an open area in the middle of the building and it had no windows because the windows were reserved for the offices, for the executives. I remember in the winter, I would get so depressed sitting there, random, but like environment. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then A was for acknowledgement and M is for money. A lot of times people focus on, I think the D and the M the most, the development, what I need to do to get this job, what skills do I need? And then the M, how much am I going to get paid? What's my raise going to be? What's my bonus going to be? But the other aspects, as you mentioned, are equally as important. Absolutely. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about money, which (laughs) is something that is top of many people's minds when they're shifting careers, when they're pursuing careers. And what does a total compensation package entail? Because a lot of times people think about just their salary, but in your book, you focus on people thinking about a total compensation package. So what does that entail and how should women be thinking about that package as it relates to earning what they're worth? Yeah, I love this question because absolutely exactly what you said. When people come to me to talk about negotiation and how much I should make, they're 99% of the time just talking about salary. And while that is a big part of this package, it's not the only thing. And so I really like to clarify what total compensation means. And total compensation is really all of the aspects and the categories that go into your your monetary pay at your job. There can be Mm -hmm. indirect compensation, which is the benefits that you have, the perks that you have. Is there food? All of those things. Those are indirect. And believe it or not, impact the money that you have. When I was working in the tech space and they had breakfast and they had lunch and snacks, my grocery bill went down dramatically. That matters in my compensation. So there's those indirect things. And then there's the direct compensation, which includes your salary, of course. Mm -hmm. It also can include any commissions that you're getting. A lot of my ability to become debt-free, to buy a house, to do all the things that I've done in my career came from my commissions. If I knew that every year, if I operated a certain level, the company did well, I was getting these huge chunks of change. I was able to pad my savings and do those things based on commissions. Oh, sorry, that was bonuses. I never did a commission job, but there's commissions (laughs) where you get a percentage of your revenue you know, it comes from if you've made certain sales and then there are bonuses, which is what I was just talking about before. Every year you have an annual discretionary bonus that can be a big chunk of change that you have. And then there's stocks and equity, especially in the yeah. tech space, especially as we're thinking about now, companies are giving a little piece of the pie, right? I have stock and I have equity from mm-hmm. certain companies that I've worked for. And, you know, I don't even work there anymore. And I'm looking and seeing my portfolio rise and the stock price going up and I'm seeing the cash <laughs> that I have available. All of these 
things matter and all of these are a part of the package. And so when a company is saying to you, here's what we're looking to pay you, yes, look at the salary, but also what are the other aspects of it? Is it, am I eligible for any commissions? What about my bonus plan? What is the equity that they're willing to give me? All of these should be factored in as you're making the decision because they can make a huge impact on the income that you have, on the investments that you can make, on how you can save, et cetera. So I think it's important to look at it in a total way and then create a strategy on how you're going to do that. I work with people who are saying, I'm only going to stay in this specific industry because I understand that they are more likely to give me stock options or I like Mm -hmm. this type of work because of the possibility for commissions and my earning potential is unlimited because of these commissions, right? And so it's really being strategic about what makes sense for you and how you want to build your compensation and then going after intentionally opportunities that are going to help you meet those goals. That's really great. And just to reiterate what you said, it's more than just your salary. It's your commissions. If you work in sales, it's your bonus. It's the stock options they give you, which many people actually do not sign up for, (laughs) you know, in addition to it's your match in your 401k, it is Mm -hmm. your vacation, your sick days, so many things that tie into your total package that you want to make sure you look at holistically and not focus just on the salary. Because sometimes if you have two jobs, you're comparing, let's say one salary is $5,000 less. When you look at that total compensation package, it could actually be like $30,000 more because they're giving you a match, because you have stock options, because you have more vacation time and more sick time, because you have a bonus or a guaranteed bonus built in. So you really want to look at it holistically. And Dorian breaks down in her book how you should be looking at and measuring, engaging your total compensation package. And that also helps you when you have that negotiation conversation, which you should be having. (laughs) when you're applying for a new job. Absolutely. I remember there was a job before I left corporate where I negotiated the stock options. I said, okay, this is where I'm trying to be total package wise. The salary, you know, you kind of went down on that, but the bonus is here, the equity I want here. And like, I was really talking, like I understand the value of this total compensation and I got them to come up on the stock. It was a company whose stock goes through the roof every single day, basically. And so I made sense of it and did that. These are absolutely things that you should be negotiating and talking about in this process. Absolutely. So, so, so important. Yeah. So thanks for sharing that, Dorian. And another thing you talk about is you basically encourage women to take up space. What does this mean in your career, at the workplace, et cetera? I mean, literally and figuratively, (laughs) take up space, don't shrink. And so when we're talking about it, literally, when you walk into a room, don't cower, don't shrink, don't bend, right? Hi, Mm -hmm. I'm here. And I'm, this is what I'm doing. And I'm the executive of this, or I'm the manager of this, or I'm the new analyst that you've just hired. And I am here. Take up that space. Don't feel like you have to be invisible or be tucked away in a corner. So literally have the big hair, wear the red lipstick, the big hoop earrings, whatever it is that you need to feel like you are amazing and that you are showing up here fully, do that. And then figuratively, take up space. Be unapologetically you. Don't bow to people making you feel like you cannot have an opinion or you cannot say what you need to say or you cannot push back. Understand the culture of your organization, obviously. Do things professionally, obviously, but do it in a way that's still allowing you to be you. They hired you for a reason because you're 
unique blend of skills, expertise, experience, personality was what they saw would be an addition to the organization. Lean into that. Mm -hmm. Say your piece. Let people understand what you mean and what you feel and do it unapologetically. That's so important. Yes. Wear the red lipstick. Wear the big hoop earrings. Wear your hair in the afro if that's how you wear your hair to work, right? And just wear the colorful blouse. Be who you feel like you are, who you want to be in your life. And, you know, make people remember you. I have a really good friend, Kaylin. She's the founder of Effie's Paper. She's been on the podcast as well. And every time I do something on TV, she's always like, Bola, do not wear black. Do not wear white. Wear something bright and colorful because it doesn't matter what you say. People will remember you because you caught their attention with your outfit. And that's just like a really small piece of advice. Like the color of my blouse does not make me less of a personal finance expert when I go on TV, but it does help to make me memorable in a sea of a lot of noise. And so find your way to stand out. Like don't just sneak into the conference room and sit in the corner and walk in and be like, hey, good morning, everyone. It's nice to meet you. My name is this. My name is that. I do this. Even if you're not hosting the meeting, even if you're just a guest, even if you're just an observer in the meeting, introduce yourself. And that's something that I never did <laughs> when I was at the early stages of my career. And I started to realize that people were coming up at work because they were standing out and I needed to figure out how to do that as well. So that is excellent advice, Dorian. Yeah. And it's so important. Like you mentioned something as simple as introducing yourself. I think a lot of times when people hear, you know, you have to network and you have to do this, they're thinking, oh, I got to be fake. I got to do something that, you know, doesn't feel good to me. No, we're saying take up space. Hey, <laughs> hey, y'all, I'm such and such. I'm here. You know, I'm, I'm here to do this work. It's, it can be as simple or as elaborate as mm -hmm. you want it to be, but it absolutely matters. It absolutely matters. I love that yeah. example. Yeah. And one thing that people should be clear on is Taking up space doesn't mean you change who you are. Like you said, it doesn't mean that you have to be a loud person if you're not a loud person. It doesn't mean that you have to wear patterns you don't wear to work. Dress if you wear black, that's great. But you can be who you are and still be impactful and still be memorable if you make the effort by doing simple things like Doran just said, introduce yourself, ask the question in the meeting, say hi to people on the Zoom call, let them know that you are there, right? Small things. It's not about changing who you are. It's about presenting who you are. So people know who you are. Yes. So what are three takeaways you want women to have after reading your book? Ooh, so many takeaways. <laughs> Get the whole book, ladies, but exactly. give us three, Doria. But <laughs> uh, I guess the first one would be, you are worthy and deserving of a fulfilling career. Point blank, period, full stop. You deserve that. You're worthy of that. Like all of it. The second thing is that your dream career absolutely does exist. I don't care if you've never had it. I don't care if nobody in your family ever had it. It exists and you mm. can tap into that. And finally, your success is inevitable. I probably said that already. The last times I was here, that's my favorite go-to line. Your success is inevitable. The variable is time, right? We all are on different time journeys about how fast or how slow things take, but your success is inevitable and it will happen for you. You change your mindset. You put the work in. You survive Surround yourself with people, with mentors, with leaders, with community that's going to pour into you. Your success is inevitable. I love that. And I firmly believe in success being inevitable, especially if you stay focused and you're consistent. It doesn't matter what your pace is. Someone's pace may be much faster than yours. But if you stick with it, especially when that voice comes up and says quit and you don't quit and you keep on with it, it's inevitable. 
it's such a true statement, Dorian. And sometimes it's harder for some than others because the journey is harder. But if you stick with it, look around you and look at every success story, they all stuck with it. That's the underlying theme. They all stuck with it, even when they wanted to give up, even when it seemed hopeless, even when people were like, oh, no one in your family, you can never be this, you can never do that. They all stuck with it. Absolutely. So thank you, Dorian. Oh, by the way, yes. What is your Clever Girl superpower? You can update it. (laughs) My superpower is my ability to not just talk about it, but to be about it. We need to actually do the work and stop just listening to podcasts, reading articles and saying, oh, that's cute, but actually executing. So my ability to execute, I think, is something that really has served me well. Yes, you take action. I remember when you were first talking about writing this book, Dorian, and now it's here in my hand (laughs) and available to purchase. And it was just a thought. So I definitely think that is one of your superpowers. So where can folks find the book, learn more about you, remind us of the name of the book again, and just where can we find you? book is Deeper Than Work, How Women of Color Can Make More Money, Have More Impact, and Thrive in the Corporate World. You can find it at deeperthanwork.com. I made it easy for you, deeperthanwork.com. And you can find information about me there as well. And I'm on social as Dorian St. Fleur. And we'll have all that in the show notes. But thank you so much, Dorian, for coming back onto the podcast once again to share your wisdom and your knowledge with us. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Of course. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you've loved the episode, but you don't yet subscribe to the podcast, you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes and head on over to iTunes and leave a review so other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. Thank you so much for being here, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.